0: It's a
1: grand slam! This is Sports
0: Open Live on America Sports Voice. What's down, Kansas City? KMOX. Sports Open Line continuing here on a Friday night. We are your home for Kansas City Chiefs football, by the way, and uh, they are going to uh, be in action as uh, they are set to match up coming up on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good one. 325 kickoff. You can hear all the action right here on KMOX. We're very happy to uh, welcome on uh, a guy who I always love being able to talk football with. He is a former uh, NFL player, former two-sport professional athlete, played a little baseball as well. He is Ed Smith. You Follow him on Twitter at Ed speaks. You hear him uh, all over the place, including uh, doing podcast work on the Believe Network. Ed, thank you so much for your time as we uh, welcome you on the Quiver River Guest Line. How are you? Uh, My
1: pleasure, Matt, and happy holidays to you and everybody listening in, man.
0: Absolutely. Let's start with the uh, Thursday night game last night. Going into it, I thought the Patriots would provide a little bit more opposition to the Bills. I know how good the Bills are, but uh, Patriots lose, and it turns into a somewhat one-sided game. What do you take away from that one?
1: You know, uh, it's almost to the point, Matt, where I'm not over-questioning Bill Belichick and his genius, but at the same time, I am a little bit, man. It seems like without Tom Brady, things are not as stable there, and maybe we're getting a sign – of how much Brady meant to that organization, uh, you know. My biggest thing is some of the decisions that Belichick has made in terms of, you know, no offensive coordinator. You got two defensive guys running the ship. You've got a young quarterback and needs all the support he can get after losing an offensive coordinator uh, last year. And it just looks like a mess. But you know, I mean, a mess to New England though is to still be in the mix. You yeah. know, it's six and six. I think your record is so could be a lot worse. It just seems, man, that that stability is not there. TB12, I think he had a little bit to do with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he he probably had a lot to do it. We saw Mac Jones yelling. He was obviously unhappy with some of the play calling. It was believed that he was kind of yelling in the direction of Matt Patricia, who's calling the plays. You mentioned kind of a defensive guy trying to learn the offensive side of things. What does your quarterback, having that kind of outburst on the sideline, maybe say about what's going on overall inside of an organization?
1: frustration, man. I mean, you know, especially a young quarterback. It's one thing if you get some of these older dudes, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Brady, you know, run down the list of the older guys, you know, they've earned that right kind of to be, uh, you know, disappointed or voice their frustration sometimes. This is real early in, in uh, you know, Max, you know, I guess, uh, maturation as a quarterback to be that frustrated and to be able and to be to the point where he's already voicing it Man, that just means that dude is really frustrated. And coincidentally, you know, we've seen a little bit of that out here, Matt, with our young quarterback, you know, Kyler Murray, in a different way, almost being disrespectful directly to his head coach, you know, walking off the side to the sideline, basically screaming, calm the F down and stuff like that. So, you know, just different forms of the frustration and different ways to vent it. I did not agree with how Kyler did his in any way. As far as Mac, like I said, he's you know, he's dealing with the the, the circumstances and it's you know, it's just kinda of boiling over in him right now.
0: It's kind of funny to compare to what's going on in Buffalo. There was a social media video that made the rounds this past week, where uh, on the Thanksgiving Day game, Stephon Diggs is talking to Josh Allen and saying how much he loves him and how much he appreciates him, and says you'll never know how much I appreciate you. Like it is, it's all love and happiness and appreciation there in Buffalo, and they're nine and three. That's a that's a very different look than what you see in New England.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, that's you know, part of it is like I said, you lose the stability of a Tom Brady, you know, basically 20 years, almost, you know, kept that organization relevant. And they're still relevant. It's just you can see the cracks in the ship right now, Matt. It's almost like they're just, you know, the waters, they're taking on water and they're trying to figure it out on the fly. And that's hard to do. And, you know, when you've had the type of success that Belichick has had, you know, it can be frustrating for him as well. And I, I I would not want to be part of the media that has to cover them because his answers and his approach, man, sometimes I'm like, what is, what is a journalist to do? You know, you ask him the simplest of questions and you get those mumbling answers and, you know, he basically just puts you off. That's got to be one of the hardest jobs in all of America up there, man.
0: Chiefs and Bills are co-favorites to win the Super Bowl. Which team do you think better, especially in the playoffs? I know they played in Buffalo 1, but it, looking at it from a playoff perspective, if those two teams match up in the AFC Championship, who are you taking?
1: I like the Chiefs, you know, especially Andy Reid and the coaching staff. I played under Andy in 99 his first year in the, in the league with the Eagles, and it's amazing how he's grown as a coach, a coordinator, everything. You know, I guess you call it that leader of men. The reason I like the Chiefs more is their game is diverse. They can do all kinds of different things when it comes to every now and then they'll break out that running game and it's like, bang, cow. And then, you know, they got the play action. And then you got the majesty of uh, Patrick Mahomes. The thing I don't like about the uh, Bills sometimes, they're so heavily dependent on Josh Allen. If he has – and you know how it is in the playoffs, Matt, it's winner go home. All it takes is that one bad game and everybody's going home packing bags. And I think the Bills are easier to predict and sometimes stop and befuddle. And I was even scared about that game last night. You know, just Bill Belichick, stand-alone game, short week, you never know what he might throw at you. Offensively, they just had no clue, meaning the Patriots. But, you know, when it comes to the, the Bills, they are so dependent – on Josh Allen, I just think, uh, you know, as you get into the the second season, you got to have that uh, second verse, man. And the 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 you know the the Chiefs, man, they can get you in all kinds of different ways.
0: Ed Smith joining us. Ed, you've played for a lot of coaches, head coaches, uh, you know, positional coaches. Is there a is there a story? Is there a moment with your time playing for Andy Reid where you went, okay, th- th- this guy's the real deal?
1: It was so early, Matt, and when I say. It was his rookie year. He was literally just trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm amazed at, one, what he did in Philly for all those years, and then to take it over to KC. You know, I got to see the early version of Andy and Neil. It was was Donovan McNabb's rookie year in 99, and we were not a good team, man. It was funny coming from a couple years in Atlanta, going to a Super Bowl and all that, and then I went to the Eagles. And it was almost, I was shaking my head like, wait a minute, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And that was just Andy's, like I said, just indoctrination. And, you know, you, you, and that's why sometimes you just got to give these head coaches some time because we see what he he has evolved into. Uh, It wasn't pretty early, but to watch him and what he's done over these last bunch of years, man, just unbelievable. And, you know, like I said, he's Hall of Fame bound at some point when he's done uh, coaching,
0: speaking of the Eagles, they're the team that's got the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. they they're 10 and one. they were undefeated until just a, just a few weeks ago. I'm uh, going into the season, I didn't see this happening with them, and I, I keep having a hard time believing in them, but then you watch the games and you watch them play and you go, all right, this team's legit.
1: There's a lot of mis or disbelief I should say, Matt, because not only the Eagles, but you got the uh, Vikings people still there are only two losses, one of them being to Philly early in the season. But I mean, yeah, I just I don't know what it is. I I haven't fully bought into Philly, even though you should because all the signs are there. I worry sometime about, you know, their dependency on that I guess, you know, stellar performance um, from Hertz. You know, if you if he has a bad game once again you know, can the team overcome that? But I think they have so many weapons, man. You got to start, we got to start showing them some love. You don't get to 10 and 1 in this league by mistake. You know, at this stage of the season, one loss, you know, somebody's doing something right. And at some point, it's almost, I remember the year I played in the Super Bowl, we went 14 and 2 that season, and nobody believed in us till the very last game of the regular season. Still thought we were a fluke going into the playoffs, and we proved some people wrong. So I guess at some point, you have to buy into it. And like I said, we're at the point in the season now, nobody's running around here with only one loss except for the Eagles. So, you know, maybe some people should start believing in what they're doing over there.
0: The Green Bay Packers have lost seven of their last eight. Aaron Rodgers has been hurt. It's hard to figure out if his downtick in play is connected to his health or if it's just... We know about Father Time and how he always gets to you. Where do you feel on what? What do you feel on that? Is Aaron Rodgers still an elite quarterback in the NFL, or are we starting to see the beginning of the end for him?
1: I think he's still an elite quarterback because he can still spin it. I think the problem for me w- uh, with Rodgers, Matt, is his philosophy and how he approaches everything. It's all about Aaron, man. I mean, you got to think about a Tom Brady at 45 years old still holding workouts in the off-season at high school fields and stuff like that. Aaron doesn't even show up to the offseason workouts, doesn't even show up to the facility with this group of young kids at wide receiver and other positions that could have used his knowledge uh, all through the off-season to help them get better, to help them be better for him. But yet he doesn't show up. And then the first thing he wants to do is point his finger at everybody. It's almost like he's forgetting where he came from, man. And like I said, the talent is still there. I just think Aaron thinks it's all about him now and, you know, with the podcast every week and, you know, wanting to voice. He's so passive-aggressive, and for me, that just takes away from his greatness the fact that he is, like I said, he's got all these things to say um, but doesn't put the work in, in my opinion, to kind of back him up, you know?
0: Does body language from a leader matter?
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely, especially when you're dealing with young kids, in that league, um, you know, they, they, think of this, Matt, like when we were all younger, you wanted to almost like please your parents. You know, you always knew like, you know, Hey, I'm doing this. And all I need is my dad just to tell me how proud he is of me. And, you know, that'll make me feel so much better. And I'll work 10 times harder those times. And there are some families who all they want to do is pick on the kids and, you know, and then wonder why when they get older, they've got these bad attitudes, bad habits, don't care about what other people say about them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, man, body language is is a, is a beast. I mean, there were, you know, guys I played with, and, you know, I knew my responsibility. And every now and then you have a bad player or something like that. I didn't need somebody looking at me like, you know, what are you even doing here? You know, the good ones, they'll give you the, hey, look, man, let's get the next one, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, as a leader, it, you see it all around the league. And, you know, I talk about it all the time with our young Non leader out here in Kyler Murray, man. Everybody's starting to pile on him. I've been saying it for a long time. I don't care how much athletic ability you have, it's all about you know your responsibility as far as being face of the franchise, leading, encouraging, being there for everybody. You know you don't. And those special guys have it. I I think early in his career, Rogers had it, and now, like I said, Rogers kind of thinks it's all about him. He's the man.
0: Ed Smith played in the NFL for Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Detroit. He graciously gave us some time today. Ed, thank you so much for doing this. Hopefully we can uh, catch up with you every once in a while moving forward.
1: Anytime, Matt. You have a great holiday, and I appreciate you, man. All
0: right, very good. There's Ed Smith joining us. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, uh, at Ed Smith Speaks. Does podcast work with the Believe Network. Uh, great guy to talk NFL football with. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up our number one of the program. It's Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pawley. This is KMOX.